Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's great to have back with us the Tourism Minister for South Australia, Zoe Bettison. How are you today? Oh, great day today. I'm on my third day in the peninsula, uh, starting the day at Marion Bay. Heading off to Innes National Park shortly. Oh, fantastic. Getting to see plenty of the York Peninsula. I know you're excited after you've been there for Community Cabinet this week and got the plenty of data about York Peninsula, but it's been a pretty good period across regional South Australia for tourism. Oh, look, it certainly is. We've seen some excellent results, particularly in relation to uh, regional accommodation. We just got some results for December and it was 62% average occupancy rate, so 125,000 room nights for regional South Australia in December, which is is just an incredible record. Now, I understand those figures, aren't they better than what we had before the pandemic in some cases? They certainly are. What we've seen is um, not just South Australians enjoying their own backyard, but the movement of interstate uh, tourists here, particularly from Victoria and New South Wales, really coming over to South Australia, uh, spending time here and loving the region. And that that's great news, specifically on the York Peninsula. What have you been able to announce or pick up about what's happening for them locally? Yeah, so look, they've had an incredible time over COVID. So year on year, we saw a 33% increase in visitor expenditure. So it was $319 million for the year, September 21 to September 22. Exceptional. Um, they had even surpassed what was aimed for 2025 targets. And what we've seen is people feeling it's a great coastal playground, coming here, enjoying um, the experiences. Um, Going forward, we've had some roundtables, talking to operators here. Probably the next opportunity is developing more products and experiences here. Um, So while accommodation also could have some more diversity, it's actually having a bookable product Uh, that is needed in the next stages. Now, I've got a recollection last time we talked, uh, the government was talking about these nature-based tourism experiences. You're heading down to uh, the Innes National Park at the foot of the peninsula, for instance. Is this part of what you're looking at, is where these opportunities might be developing in regional South Australia? Well, certainly they are about increasing experiences in national parks or some uh, accommodation adjoining national parks and um, Neptune Surf School actually he received one of those Experience Nature Tourism grants, one of the 18 groups to receive them. But that's going to roll out every single year. It's a $500,000 grant um, that runs out every year for the next few years. So we want people to look at those unique opportunities. Sometimes it's about adding appropriate vehicle or it's about marketing what they've got. It's also there's capacity for some training. And it's probably one of the issues that came up in my roundtables. Um, so I held tourism roundtables at Wallaroo, Bali Stacks Winery and Yorktown yesterday as well, is getting that skills and experience and building capacity here 
as well. Now, I just want to touch base with you too about uh, in the River Murray communities, uh, there'd been a consistent message from local MPs. They wanted people to come up and see and experience the flooding event because it's an amazing natural event occurring in that landscape. But uh, there was also a program from the state government to get people to book uh, for in you know post-flooding to get up to the Riverland. Is how, What's the take-up been on that? Yeah, so look, we're obviously encouraging people to go up now to the Riverland and um, they have been able to go up the whole time. So it is a unique time. I mean, for most of our time, Ricky, you and I have probably heard about the River Murray suffering from low levels of water. So this is unique in that period of time that it's now um, the flora and fauna that will come from it. But we have committed to a $4.1 million campaign to recover tourism in the river regions. So that will be involving a campaign and three rounds of tourism vouchers. Um, I'm doing some final workshops with SAPC down um, in the River Regions next week to talk to operators exactly how these um, vouchers will work and how they're going to package up their offering as well. So what we really want to do is, given that the River Regions have a very peaky, very much like the York Peninsula, a very peaky tourism season, very much based around summer. That's when they make most of their money to take them through the rest of the year. We'd like to keep that consistency out in autumn, winter and spring, encouraging South Australians to visit the river regions and the voucher program will be a key focus of that. Now, domestic tourism has been huge. Australians, as you say, Victorians, New South Wales, others coming to our state to enjoy it. But how are we travelling as they emerge from the pandemic when it comes to international visitors to South Australia? Yeah, look, that is a little bit slow, but it's coming back. I just had someone who runs SA Eco Tours yesterday, Mick, say to me, they're back, the international tourists are back. And he um, was really enjoying... um, having people back here who um, go on his trips, which are about three days long. It is, I think, year on year, about a third of what we had for international tourists um, previously. And every month we see that increase coming back and back. So last time I looked, we've got seven international airlines flying to and from um, Adelaide. We are about 88% of those seats that we had prior to COVID. Um, But the prices are quite high still. So, um, uh, you know, when people come to Australia, particularly from the US and Europe, they need a little bit of time. Um, So booking off that time is a bit of an investment. But the pipeline going forward is quite positive, building each and every month. And probably at the end of 2024, we're expecting to be back to that level that we were pre-COVID for international. And regional South Australia often features prominently in tourism marketing campaigns. Is there something underway or planned for our international visitors or particular markets we're targeting to bring them back to South Australia? Yeah, we look. We have a, an, an always-on plan with it. So uh, for those who want a little more, has been running in market, um, and we specifically target the New Zealand market because we've got these direct flights, and that's been quite a strong program. But we are about to go out and do some trade shows in the US and then a little later into the UK and Europe, and they're two key markets for us. Obviously, the China market was quite a rich vein for us previously, um, and but China has shut borders up until recently, so that's really restricted. So we expect that will come back as well. Um, but we'll really be going out to that US and European market We've subsidised our operators to go to these trade shows as well to really put our best foot forward. What we have to offer here is what international tourists want. They want to feel 
that wellness tourism. They want to feel nature. They want to go to the national parks. And we know that they're very, very reachable here in South Australia. So they might start a night or two in the city, but then they can easily get out to our region. Yeah, I dare say they'd like to enjoy some South Australian wines as well. Minister, just before we go, uh, how is the labour force travelling within the uh, tourism industry? Are you hearing from operators it's hard to get staff? Yeah, look, this is one of a challenge, and it's not just a challenge for our state or our nation. We're hearing it in um, other countries as well. Obviously, uh, one of the key things, there's two things about it. There's about migration and having people here a backpacker market, for example, who often will play many of those roles. Um, and I know Federal Labor is doing, uh, having focus on improving uh, the efficiency of the visa system because there were a lot of people that exited the system and therefore the processing of visas got more and more delayed. Um, but the other thing is just recently, we, yesterday we announced about uh, regional housing for key workers. Um, so having houses for workers to stay in in those regional areas when rental is so tight has been challenging. The third thing is encouraging people to see this as a really great industry to be part of tourism and hospitality. I tell a story that when I finished school, which is a few decades ago now, tourism was the hottest industry. And in fact, there was a waiting list at TAFE to do the diploma in tourism. We've got to look back at that time and say, what was it that was tourism attracting people into the industry and we've got to encourage and sell our story. I mean, we've got quite a few head offices in the city with a big journey beyond who does um, the GAN and the Overland, the G'day Group who own more than 300 caravan properties. You've got C-Link. So you can actually have your whole career here, not just potentially in the international hotel market or being your own operator, but actually working for some of these major head offices in tourism. We've really got to encourage people into the industry. Yeah, very good points, and we certainly do have a fantastic story to tell in South Australia. Zoe Bettison, the Tourism Minister, thanks so much for joining us today on Flow. Thank you very much, Ricky. Great to talk tourism. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.